You are listening to a podcast from Influence Church. We hope it encourages and empowers you to make a difference in your world for the kingdom of God. For any more information, visit our website, influencechurch.co.uk. Enjoy the message. The question is this, what are you thankful for? Quite simple, just think about it. What are you thankful for? We'll come back to it several times throughout the message today. But what are you thankful for? Has there ever been a time in your life where you have just been so thankful for something? It's completely come out of the blue. A bit like, I don't know, Pastor Dan. What Pastor Dan hasn't mentioned is that he and his wife did the Manchester Marathon last Sunday. That is incredible and stuff. You know, just at one point, there was, he was telling me that for five miles, he was just running in a constant straight line uh, and that down a dual carriageway. But I can imagine for Pastor Dan, at certain points, he could see on the horizon the kind of the refreshment station where he was going to get his water, where he was going to get his kind of like, I don't know, his gels to do his hair or something like that. Uh, and that, because everyone needs to look good as they're getting sweaty running around Manchester. Uh, but you can see from a distance, it's kind of like, I am so thankful. I'm, a, I'm at least 12 miles away from that point at the moment. But as you're getting closer, getting more and more thankful and then being able to take the, the water. This happened to us uh, a couple of weeks ago, that kind of out of nowhere, very thankful moment. Uh, we were in the middle of the Easter holidays and we asked the kids, kids, we've got a couple of days off. What do you want to do? What three things do you want to do? They were like, we want to play Lego, we want to move a night, we want to play football, and we want to go ice skating. And we were like, great. Okay, so we, we did all those things. We went ice skating. So we as a family, we went over to Billingham Forum. Last time I went there was 25 years ago. The last time it was probably painted was 25 years ago. Uh, and that you know you're in a classy place when the music for the ice rink is a microphone put in front of a speaker which is connected to the radio of a CD. Not even, it's kind of like the stack systems, you know, it's just, oh, it was brilliant. Uh, and that book, uh, there's four categories of people that you realize that you see when you go ice skating. You have those you have those young people, mainly lads, that are there to impress the girls. You know, they're around, you know, they're not cold. They've got a T-shirt on, and they're going really fast and stopping and going backwards just to impress the girls. Or you've got that dad who's there very reluctantly, but then as soon as he gets on the ice, something clicks in his heart and his mind, and he's free again, and you see him, like, at oh, the moment he pushes his kids away, and he's free to glide. <laughs> or, you get, or you get the slow train. Oh, yeah, the slow. They are the people that can't skate, don't know what skating is. They thought it would be fun. That's my son, Finley, uh, and stuff. I can't skate. First, sometimes you hit, hit the ice, you fall on the floor, so they hang on to the side. And then they kind of slowly scoot around the edge of the ice rink. The reason why it's a slow train is because as you're slow as you're going, you suddenly get all these people behind you. Now, I looked around at one point, there was at least 20 people behind me and Finley. To the point where I became a bridge or a buffer for other people to get around. So literally, I'm holding on to Finley, trying to make sure he's not falling down. And then this woman, just out of nowhere, I've never met her before, grabs hold of me, hold of my arm, and then swings, like slingshots herself past me. And I was like, ah. Oh. And then the other kind of people you find at a public ice rink is that one girl that all she wants to do is practice. It's to practice her ice skating. You know, she's brought the right clothes. She's got the right ice skates. She gives you that look of like, 
just utter contempt when you're getting, you crouch into her space. Now, all she wants to do is a triple axle jumping into a forward loop and stuff. I researched uh, ice skating, um, ice skating uh, terminology and stuff, but it's interesting. Just the different people you see, and it's fun. It's fun because you get to see all the people fall over. I fell over. I'm still living in the, uh, the aftermath of my falling over. Apparently, I've got an inflamed uh, ligament, which is uh, nice to know. Uh, it's basically, ice, ice skating is, is definitely a young man's game. Okay, if uh, anything over, well, I'm 40, so anything over 20, don't go ice skating. Simply, oh, man. At one point, there were, I'm going on way too long about ice skating here. There was a two-year-old that was way faster and better than me. I was like... What was that? Was that rats? No, it was a little too, it was crazy. But we went ice skating and it was, we paid for 90 minutes. The first 70 of it was pure hell. I'm just the way it is and stuff. We just, we were having, I spent my, most of my time picking up Finley. Finley spent most of his time on the floor. And I was oh, just, what is going on? I had fallen over. I'm trying to go around the ice rink to protecting the kids whilst trying not to cry in public because it hurts. And because I've hurt here, why should this hand be tingling? And, and things like, it's just crazy. And then over the horizon comes our own personal human savior at that time, which was Sophie, our wife. Our wife, my wife. But the thing was, she wasn't alone. Oh, no. We were very thankful because she brought two men into our lives. That, uh, that were, uh, I'm going to start a charity for these guys. It's these guys here. Oh. We've got number two is George, number five is Trev. We didn't name them. That's what's graffitied onto the back of them uh, and stuff. But out of nowhere, Sophie arrives, and we were able to have fun for the last 20 minutes of our skating session, listening to Galaxy FM, I think it was, and dance music going around with these guys. These guys have got it hard, these snowmen. You know, I don't know if you fully know the plight of the ice rink snowmen. You know, they get... Oh, Bless them right now. Uh, and stuff. They, the amount of times they are getting kicked and beaten and, and scuffed. One of them, those ones above got eyes. Some of them didn't have any eyes and, and stuff like that. But at that moment, when we were just about to give it all in, just about to go home, wasting a load of money, we were like, thank you for George and Trevor. <laughs> oh, thank you for George. Thank you for Trevor. At that moment, that's all that we could do to stop the crying, to stop the bickering, to stop the, just to, mainly for myself, uh, and stuff, just to have fun for the rest of the time was for these guys. I was so thankful for them. You can take it on my screen. But what are you thankful for today? What are you thankful for? Is it something personal? Is it God has given you some incredible blessings. Maybe it's a new job, a new relationship, a new family member. Maybe you're thankful in a church, in a church way, thankful for your life groups, thank you for, thankful for being able to come and worship God, being together. Whatever you are thankful for, are you able to thank God for it? Are you able to thank God for it? And this is where I want to, to journey today is down, down this road of thankfulness. And for hopefully at the end of our time together, which we will finish in communion, is to think for ourselves, is are, we, are we thankful? Are we being thankful for what God has done, for what he is doing and what he's going to do? Let's pray and then we're going to go straight into it. God, thank you 
for who you are, Lord God. Thank you for your character. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your forgiveness in our lives. Thank you for Easter that we celebrated just a couple of weeks ago, that we can live in the light of that resurrection, Lord God, that we can be free, that we can have just you in our lives. So right now, Lord God, you will help us, Lord God, to be thankful for all the incredible things that you are doing and have done in our lives. Amen. Hopefully, we should all know what thankfulness is. I shouldn't have to go into an English lesson of what thankfulness is. Maybe, hopefully, you've said thank you today, but it's the expression of gratitude for something received. You know, we teach our kids uh, please and thank yous. It's something we're constantly doing. My mom still does it to me. And I'm 40, and I'm like, yeah, okay, mom, thanks very much. Uh, and stuff. But with my children, it's please, please. They'll ask me for a snack. Can I have a snack? No. Can I have a snack? No. Can I have a snack, please? Oh, yes, there you go. Thanks. Yeah, perfect. You know, I think I'm training my, my, our children that when they're adults, they're just going to go to the, into a bank and go, can I have a million pounds? No. Can I have a million pounds? No. Can I have a million pounds, please? Yeah, why not? Okay, here's the, here's the vault. Here's the combination. Close the door on your way out. It's because he said the magic word. Uh, so, but with thank you as well, I do the same. So if we give them what they ask for and they don't say thank you, I'll stand there for five seconds in my head. Five. Four, three, two, one, and then take it off them. It could be halfway in their mouth, and I've taken it off them. I've walked off, and they're like, oh, thank you, fine, Dad. I was like, yeah, please and thank you. Because it's just training them, you know. Some of you think I'm a bad dad, you know. If you want to pray for my kids later, that's fine and stuff. But I just, that idea of thankfulness. But what is thankfulness when it's directed to God? What is, it, what is thankfulness when it's directed to God who gives and sustains our life? I believe it's when we acknowledge that God is the creator, the creator of the world. Therefore, everything he has and he does has been given to us. Therefore, we have a thankfulness because everything that we get is a gift and not a right. Therefore, what we can do is, should always be on our lips is thankfulness to God. Throughout scripture, we find so many verses when it comes to thanking God. Here's just a couple on screen now. Psalm 136, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Philippians 4, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Give thanks. And then this 1 Thessalonians, I love this one. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Let's just look at this one verse just for, just for a few moments. I love it. It says, give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks in all circumstances, in everything. Now, that doesn't mean that we can thank God for everything. Lord God, thank you that I fell over and hurt myself. It doesn't say that. God, thank you for that bad day. No, we don't have to give thanks. It doesn't mean that we get to give thanks for the bad days or for bad relationships or being passed over for work or in financial hardship. We're not to give thanks for the difficulties, but to give thanks in the difficulties. There's a difference Four is I'm acknowledging this is bad and thank you God. No, it's in the difficulties. 
You know, God, whilst I am waiting for my miracle, whilst this is hurting, whilst I am having difficulties with health or finance or whatever, I am not going to thank you for that, but I'm going to thank you in the situation until I come out. God, I am in pain, but I know and thank you that you are the healer. God, I'm struggling financially, but I know and thank you, Lord God, that you are the provider. We don't thank him for, but we thank him in and through. And that's very important to grab hold of those two different ways, in and for. Because it's knowing that God is bigger. It's taking the focus off ourselves back onto God, like I said, who is the creator. So therefore, everything we have is a gift. So right now, just in this moment, what I would love you to do is just close your eyes, get a bit comfy in your seat, breathe in, breathe out. And just for a moment, I want you to catalog just maybe three or four things that you are thankful for. Is it family? Is it work? Is it a, a new situation you're about to step into? What are you thankful for? Now you've got that thing, I want you to now just open your eyes and I want you just maybe on your head or under your breath, just thank God for it. Just thank God. God, thank you for this. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my children. Thank you that I have a house uh, to live in. Lord God, thank you for that. And I want you to grab hold, keep hold of those things because again, we're going to go back to it later. Now what I want to do for the rest of our time together this morning is to look at the hows and the whys of thankfulness. Bit more, bit kind of like a bit more practical, bit more kind of like, hey, how do we do this? Why do we do this? And my main two scripture that I want to go to is my favorite psalm out of all the psalms. When you hear psalm, you instantly think, uh-oh, where's he going? Because I want to read an entire chapter out today. Where's he going to go? Is he going to go to the longest one, the shortest one? I'm going to go to Psalm 100. This is my favorite psalm. Now, at the top of the chapter, it says that it is the psalm of thanksgiving. If you look into the Hebrew, it says it's the sacrifice of thanksgiving. So this is what it says. If you've got your Bible today, I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Version. It says this. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness and delight. Come before his presence with joyful song. Know and fully recognize with gratitude that the Lord himself is God. It is he who made us. Not we ourselves, we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And verse 4, enter his gates with a song of thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him, bless and praise his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy and loving kindness are everlasting. His faithfulness endures to all generations. Such an incredible chapter. Just five verses. And in there, we can find so much when it comes to thanksgiving. What I love about this, because about this chapter, what it does, it doesn't just speak to us as individuals, but it speaks to us collectively. It speaks to us as the church, not just influenced church, but the church and for all people, as it says, shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Sometimes when I think about it, I think about it with like the kind of like two different images. The first one is kind of like a post-it note thank you. 
where an individual has gone, just sent a post-it note, just thank you to somebody in the office for like, thanks for helping me with that email, or thank you for helping me with that workload. Just that personal kind of individual response. But there's also, have you ever had to sign one of those cards where it seems like everybody in the world has signed this card? And you open it, maybe it's for someone leaving, or it's a thank you card, and you open it, and it's just bursting with about 20 to 30 people's names and, and kind of like messages and things like that. That's what this ver- chapter speaks to me. It's not only is it individual, but it's for us all. It's for not just for me, but it's for us to thank God. So what I want to do, I want to kind of very quickly go through the, these verses again, but I want to look at the hows and the whys of worship of thankfulness even, of how and why. So the first one is how, part one, quite simply. Quite simply, it says this in um, the first two verses, shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness and delight. Come before his presence with joyful singing. I love that, that just in those two verses, we get the how. We get the how of thankfulness. The first thing it tells us to do is to shout for joy. Shout joyfully to the Lord. You know, I, I've grown up, or you might have grown up, or you might have heard the opposite, you know, keep your voice down, pipe down, simmer, you know, steady, hey, calm yourself. And I'm very good at doing that with the kids. Shh, no, pipe down. But in this verse, we're told to shout for joy. To shout for joy. We're commanded in the Bible to shout for joy. Now, you might think, well, I'm not a shouty person. I don't like shouting. Okay, that's perfectly fine. But what this verse is saying is this, that when it comes to thanksgiving from God, there needs to be a verbal response for what God has done in your life. You know, we do that through, you know, sometimes in worship, it's like, come on, let's give God the praise. Let's give God the thanks. Because we want there to be a verbal response for what God has done. So how do we thank him? We thank him through shouting. The next one is this, verse 2. It says, serve with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. We thank him by every single thing that we do every single day. We do it with thanksgiving. Although it doesn't feel like it, going into those meetings, going into work, volunteering, whatever you do. But we get to do it with thanksgiving in our hearts. Because like I said, if God is the creator of it all, then everything is a gift. So everything that we do is an act of worship and thanksgiving to God. And what I love is when we live our life in serving with gladness, that we will, something will happen in, from the inside will come outside of us, the thankfulness, the gratitude, the hope, the joy, and people will notice that in our lives as well. And thirdly, what we find in just this third point, in this first point of how, is sing. It says, come into his presence with joyful singing. So this is, singing is our command. That's why we start worship. That's why we start services with singing. Because we're to come into that presence with thanksgiving, come into his presence with praise, come in with a joyful song. Now, singing is not always the case, but is the chief way. Here's a couple of Bible verses. Colossians 3.16 says this, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. 
Ephesians 5, do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. I love these verses because it says that we need to come with singing, come into his presence. It also makes it sound like most of the New Testament, maybe it sounds like to me, don't, don't switch off, sounds like to me that most of the New Testament sounds like a musical. Address everyone in singing. Hello, how are you? What's God done today? Why? I, I could not get on board with that. I'm just saying uh, and stuff. But it says the importance of singing. God's people are more, uh, are more than just invited to sing. We're commanded to sing. When we sing, we are taking war on situations. When we praise God and sing, it says that we are glorifying God. When we sing, we are coming in line with what the Bible tells us to do. So how do we bring thanksgiving? We sing, we serve, we shout. But that leads to a why. Why do we do it? Why should we sing, shout, and serve? The next verse the next verse, knowing now and fully recognized with gratitude that the Lord himself is good. It is he who has made us, not we ourselves, for we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Why? Why do we get to thank God? First of all, because God is God. Simply put, we could go dwell on that forever, but God is God. He is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end. He is the creator. He put, flung the stars into space, decided how high mountains were going to be, and he created us for a relationship with him. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for that, that God wants to have a relationship with me. I am thankful for that. Other reasons why, it says that he made us. We're thankful because he made us. And not only did he make us, he chose us. I just love that. That's something I'm holding on to daily in my life. That not only am I fearfully and wonderfully made through God who cares for me, but he chose me. I'm not a no one. I'm a somebody when it comes to God. So why do we sing, serve, and shout? It's because God is God. He chose us and he made us. How one, how part one, why part two, part one, now leads to how part two. Verse four, it says this. Enter his gates with song of thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. Bless and praise his name. So what do we do at this point? How do we thank God? Simply through thanksgiving and praise. By giving God everything that he deserves, praising it, having praise on our lips daily, having, making a list. I don't know how you do it, but making a list every morning of the things that you are thankful to God for for, for maybe the day before, or maybe you do it on an evening for the things that God has done in your day, but we're to come before him with thankfulness. You know, we are taught in life that we should say please and thank you. Say please, then you will get your thank you. But in the kingdom of God, we're to firstly approach with thanksgiving. We're to come into his courts with thanksgiving, come into his place, into his house with praise. That's our first point. We don't come before God and go, please, 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 and then say thank you. We come into his presence and say, God, thank you for what you have done. Thank you for what you were doing. Thank you for this in my life. Thank you that I have this. Thank you that you've blessed me here. Now, please, God, will you help me? I just love that. We come with thanks and praise. So we've had how one, why one, part, oh, and you we had how one, why one, how to. Now we're going to lead to why two. 
Very complicated. I spent most of the weekend trying to say it really, really fast. You can't and stuff. So just turn to the person next to you and say, how one, why one, how two, why two? See, it's difficult, isn't it? It's, it's, it's really, it also sounds like it's a character from Star Wars uh, and stuff, but we've had how, how to, now we're going to do to part why, hmm, why part two. That's what I'm doing. So we've had how, how one, which was shout, sing, and serve, which leads to why, which is because of God is God, is God, God chose us and God made us, which leads to how part two is through thanksgiving and praise, which leads now to why part two. For the Lord is good. His mercy and loving kindness are everlasting. His faithfulness endures to all generations. Simply put, we come with thanksgiving and praise because he is good. Everything he does is good. It's having the right recognition of God's goodness. He's good in his plans. He's good in his grace. He's good in his forgiveness. He's good in his covenant. He's good in every aspect of his being. He is good. So we can come with thanksgiving and praise because he is good. He's also merciful. His mercy is everything. His mercy lasts forever lasting. I don't know about you, but as long as I receive mercy, I need to be giving thanks. As long as God is merciful to me and forgiving to me and showing his grace in my life, I need to be thanking him for that. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for just putting up with me. Thank you, Lord God. Thanks and praise because of his goodness, his mercy, and his faithfulness, just as the band comes to the stage now. Finally, it says, his faithfulness endures for all generations. He's always there, always with us, always will be. I love that for all generations, not just for me, but for my children, my children's children, all of us now, God will always remain faithful, and I want to thank him and praise him for that. The more and more I'm coming aware is if, if I succeed, I need to give thanks. When God comes through or something good happens in my life, I need to thank God. But if something fails, then I need to seek grace. I need to seek God's forgiveness. I need to seek his mercy in my life as well. What I love about this chapter is that that each of the hows were always on a firm foundation of who God is. You know, it could be quite the other way around. God is good, therefore worship him. But he says, no, sing, shout, and serve because God is good. Or God is God in that, in that verses around. Come in with thanksgiving and praise because he's merciful. Because like, everything that we do becomes this, from this foundation and this bedrock of the goodness of who God is. This chapter is a direct command to come and worship, to thank and show gratitude to God for who he is and what he is doing. The best way for us as Christians to show gratitude, I truly believe, and show gratitude to God is by living a life that honors him. By living a life that honors God and reflects his love and grace to the world. So I wonder again, what are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? Now, probably asking the question again is, now, from in light of that verse, what are you thankful for? 
God's goodness, God's mercy, God's faithfulness, the fact that he created us, the fact that he chose us, the fact that he is God and only wants the best for us. I don't know about you, but I feel that needs to be praised. I feel that needs to be uh, just, we need to say thank you for that in our lives. So right now, just across this place, I just want to pray. I want to pray for us all. So if you want to just close your eyes just for a moment, I want to pray. But before we do, I want you to get hold of those things that you were thankful for. And I want you to start giving them to God. Just to start thanking him for who he is. Thanking him for what he's done. Thank you that he's great. Thank you that he chose you. Thank you that he made you. Thank you that he is God. That he is good. He is merciful. Also, it says in the Bible that his mercies are new every day. So God wants to give good things to you every single day. Let's be thankful. God, right here, right now, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will help us, God, to be thankful people. Not just in that really easy, common way or the easy way of just thanking somebody for something, showing gratitude for something received, but a true thankfulness that comes out of a place of who you are. Comes from a place of knowing that because of you, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That because of you, Lord God, we can be thankful that you chose us. That we have mercy, that we have faithfulness, that we have your love. We have your forgiveness, we have your grace, we have your, just your love in our lives daily, Lord God. We want to be thankful people that moves in your power, Lord God, because we are thankful for the life you have given us. And God, right here, Lord Jesus, we want to say thank you. Simply, if you don't know what else to say, we just say thank you. It's just as every eye is closed, I want to give an opportunity just for anyone who would love to start a relationship with God today. In light of Easter, of Jesus rising from the dead on the cross, from the cross, he sent it into heaven. But in those couple of days, he was fighting for us. He went down to hell so that we could have victory. So that we could live forever with him and have relationship with him. And that's you today. It says, God, I want to put my life and my trust in you. I thank you for that death and that resurrection. And I trust you. If that's you just in this place, as every eye is closed, there's only maybe a couple of people in the room with their eyes open. If that's you, just want to stick your hand up so I know who I can pray for. So I can know who I can come and speak to at the end of the service. That's you. It says, God, I put my trust in you today. God, I thank you that we can come and thank you for, for our lives. Thank you for what you are doing. And we come now, Lord Jesus, and pray, Lord God, that we will just be thankful people, that we will know that you are good daily and we will thank you because of that. And from our thankfulness, Lord God, you will just bless us, Lord God, because of who you are, Lord God. You just want to give good gifts to your children. You want to bless us, Lord Jesus. So we pray, Lord God, we will come and be thankful now. Amen. This is what we're going to do to finish. We're going to take up communion together. I really felt on a message when it comes to thankfulness that the best way for us to show thankfulness to God is to take communion. 
is for us to come together, maybe it's in twos and threes or in little groups or life groups or however you want to do it, is to come, take the bread, take the emblems, take the juice for what it signifies and just get together and just thank God for what he has done. It says this in Luke 22, after taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Of me. Do this in thanks, in remembrance of me. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to take communion. We're going to come and get it. We're not going to serve it around. So when you are ready, we're going to sing again. We're going to sing a very apt song to finish. Where would I be without you? Where clearly the bridge just says, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you for a billion times and stuff. Just So come on, church. Do you want to stand? We're going to sing. We're going to worship. Now, it might get a bit messy in respects to just waiting times and stuff like that. So let's just be, let's be Christian about it. You know, we're English. We're good at queuing and stuff. So when you are ready, do you want to come and get your communion? Maybe, maybe one of you get it. Maybe one person gets it for a group of people. That might, if you've got enough hands and stuff. But you want to come. We are now going to give communion. We're going to worship God as well. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Influence Church. For any more information, visit our website, influencechurch.co.uk. Influence Church empowering you to make a difference in your world for the kingdom of God.